You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. All right. Welcome to episode 17 of the Tactical Kitchen Show. Yeah, and you know, we told you we wouldn't leave you hanging last week without an episode, but things happen. (laughs) That's part of our don't stress about it in life. Just go ahead, and if you can't do it, don't worry about it. Move on. We'll... You know, we're not, we're not going to sweat it. No, we are not because we were in Germany and you basically don't sweat there because the weather is so beautiful anyway. <laughs> and um, we didn't have a, a way to actually upload. So uh, we just kind of skipped it and enjoyed ourselves. We had great intentions going over there. We brought stuff to hopefully set up a podcast and do it while we were there. But, you know, you get caught up in you're on vacation and you're busy and, and you're trying to see all the sites while you're there. And it seems like stopping just to do a podcast was kind of a, like you weren't using your time wisely. No, because everywhere we went, I think I think I said, oh, it's so beautiful, like a million times a day. <laughs> everywhere we turned, it was like a fairy tale setting. It was great. Germany is beautiful. It is. So... What we're here talking about today is we're going to talk about our ketovore travels. How do you try, as we did, to stay ketovore while you're traveling? The operative word there is try. (laughs) We did have really good intentions with going over there and staying on a ketovore, ketogenic diet, you know, doing our best. We did, and we set out. We said, well, we're going to do our best. We know Germany has a lot of sausage, so maybe we can just eat sausage every meal. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to eat sausage and sauerkraut at every meal and just not ever have any of the bread. Well. Well, the first step was getting over there. So if you've ever traveled overseas, you know uh, wherever you go from stateside over to Europe, you're in for a 8- to 10-hour flight at best. So you got to prepare for the travel over. This was my first time overseas. Like, the only places that I've been off of mainland USA is Hawaii and Jamaica. And I don't think those count as traveling overseas. So, this was a real experience for me. And I was a little nervous about it. But I was with you. So, I know you're a pro at this. So, I wasn't too worried. I've traveled a bit. Just a little. But, no matter how much you travel... The long plane flight is always pretty miserable. So you want to prepare for that, and, you, and not only for food, but also clothing. You know, make sure you take a jacket, wear comfortable clothes. Don't wear sandals. Yeah, I get in trouble for wearing sandals sometimes. <laughs> but I didn't wear sandals. I was fully prepared to run if necessary. At any point, I was, wear, I was wearing appropriate clothing and warm clothing that could be easily shedded if necessary or added to. So I thought I did really well with that part. The biggest part, I think, was the sleep aspect of 
the plane ride and what we did to prepare for that. Because the stress of travel, you know you're going to lose sleep, which we all know is the one of the most important things in our health regimen at any time is getting appropriate sleep. Well, we, we knew we were going to lose that at right. one point. You lose an entire night of sleep going over there because you usually leave in the afternoon and you travel overnight and you get to Europe in the morning. So whatever sleep you get on the plane is what you get. So we prepared with making sure we had earplugs. We went out and got um, the sleep mask. Sleep mask. I was going to say eye covers. (laughs) (laughs) Eye blankets. I wore wore foot covers and leg covers as well. (laughs) Oh, we also did, speaking of feet, we we purchased some compression socks because when you have a 10-hour flight, um, we we did this in two legs. no pun intended there. Um, we had a, a short flight to Houston and then a very long flight from Houston to Germany. And for that second flight, we made sure we had compression socks, which is really important when your feet are just like sitting there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it'll keep, it'll keep your it'll keep your feet from swelling up. Absolutely, and for everybody that knows that I injured my foot. It was really important for me to keep that swelling down. So I did really well with the compression socks and had no swelling and no issues. So that was that was fantastic. And so, we, we did also stay up to prepare for the sleep. We did a little bit of a sleep hack. We got up very early that, that day, about 3.45 in the morning, to try to get closer to waking up Germany time and then stayed up all day, tried to sleep on the plane. Uh, the snacks we brought on the plane... So we got some fat bombs. We did. We ordered some F-bombs from um, the F-bomb company. Mm-hmm. And those were a lifesaver on the just on, a tri- on any trip. Doesn't matter where you're going. That's like a packet of fat that's delicious and easy to tear. And just have it right there. Throw the packet away when you're done. No fuss, no muss. Uh, we didn't take these. But the other thing you can take if you want to go straight meat is the Epic Bars. Yeah, we we've had those before, and we didn't we didn't get those this time because they didn't have them at the store we were at when we were purchasing some things. But we did get some beef jerky that had minimal sugar and a couple of other dried meats that were easy to take that didn't have sugar in them. So with all that said, we took our snacks, but uh, I did eat some of the food on the plane, and that came back to bite me a couple days later. Right. So. We at least tried to call ahead. Well, we did call ahead. Steve did. And we, we asked for the gluten-free meal because typically I have an issue with gluten. And when you get the gluten-free meal on a plane, they just give you a whole bunch of gluten-free type breads. It's just really <laughs> sad. And a whole bunch of rice. Right. And um, the bread was horrible. It was really sad. It was so bad. That and um, we got a little bitty piece of chicken, a whole bunch of rice, a little bit of broccoli, and then a roll that was gluten-free, and we got gluten-free cookies. Gluten-free cookies. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't have sugar. So, Oh, no, they did not. They were in no way healthy except for they didn't have so wheat flour in stuck them. Stuck on a plane for so many hours, and they give you little chocolate chip cookies that are supposed to be gluten-free. I went ahead and I ate them. I ate my food too, and you know what? I will say that the blood sugar issue, it actually helped me sleep. Like, I I ate the rice, I ate the bread, I ate the cookies and the chicken and all of it, and after I did, I was like, man, I am so sleepy. It made it very easy to go to sleep. 
Well, that's one good thing. You know, that was the only good thing. <laughs> no, the, the sugar in the cookies came to bite me a couple days later when I got a mouth ulcer, which I hadn't had a mouth ulcer in years since we've been doing uh, ketogenic and ketovore diets. It helps them just not appear. But that first ingestion of just a little bit of sugar and the stress of traveling, which everyone knows long-term travel is stressful on your immune system as well. Right. It just broke me down enough to where I got a hot spot on my lip and got a mouth ulcer. Yeah, it was like two to three days after we got there, it started popping up. And um, of course, we didn't have anything but coconut oil mm-hmm. with us. So he just rubbed coconut oil on, on it and it really helped it to not get worse. I kept coconut oil on it as much as I could. And then I got some Burt's beeswax. Yeah, and put and that, that on there. That really helped as well. Yeah, so traveling is stressful. All you guys who travel, you know that. And, you know, even when you're trying to do the best you can, stuff is going to happen. You're going to be presented with foods that aren't your normal. And the whole thing about a ketogenic diet and the reason why we do this is because, you know, we came from health issues and we're looking to heal those to where you get in a place where if you are presented with some of these foods, it's not totally devastating to your body that you've healed leaky gut, that you've done some some healing protocols to where your body can handle some of these things, a little bit of sugar if necessary, healing some insulin resistance. And it, we really did test that out on this trip. So when we got there, we still had pretty high hopes of going out and uh, experiencing Germany and trying to stay as ketovore as we could, but the first morning we went out and went to a great little bakery in Saarbrücken. And it was called The Bakery. It was called The Bakery. So now you have all these pastries staring right in your face, and you go to sit down, and of course, most people are eating pastry and having coffee. So what did we get? We actually opted for the quiche, which was a quiche Lorraine, and you know they had quiche with just meat, ham, uh, or ham and eggs, and... It's a crust made with butter. There's very little crust in the quiche there, and we were able to eat that with no problem. Um, the breakdown was in ordering our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's definitely a yeah. communication um, issue with not being able to speak German. Oh, yeah, but most, most Germans speak a little bit of English, so that, that helped us out a lot. Um, what we found was is you, you can't get coffee with heavy cream. It's coffee with milk. Right. They'll bring you warm milk, which was actually, it's full-fat milk, and it was actually really, really delicious. The coffee was just phenomenal. Coffee was great. Most of the places we went to, they made their coffee on the spot. Yeah, they ground. A lot of places roasted their own coffee and had their own version you know, beans that they roasted, and it was just delicious. The one thing that I'll say is portions are much different when you're overseas. Um, Just when you order something here, you'll get enough for two, three people. There, it's an appropriate amount, which I've always heard that, and since I've never been, it was neat to experience that a slice of quiche was a normal portion it was very filling because it's made with eggs and heavy cream, and you know you've got all the butter and everything. Then the coffee, even the coffee, was not a large grande. You know, it was about five to six ounces of coffee. Yeah, it was a small coffee, and then and that's when we were kind of like, oh, you can have 
multiple small coffees throughout the day and you're going to be all right. Yeah, we were we were uh, justifying ourselves there because there were so <laughs> many beautiful coffee places to go to. You wanted to try some of it at every single one. Yeah, and so the quiche was really great. That was kind of our, our go-to breakfast for the, most times when we went out. Most of the time when, when they offered quiche, that was an easy word to spot on the menu. Um, we did use Google Translator on our phone mm-hmm. to be able to translate on the menus, but sometimes it doesn't exactly work perfectly, and you're going to not see some words there. They're not going to translate appropriately. But it was easy to find quiche on the menu, and most of the servers spoke English very well, so it was not a problem. So we'd have our morning breakfast, get our coffee, and then we'd just go walk around for most of the day and either get another coffee or maybe try to find a, um, a bratwurst stand and get some sausage. Right, and we did do that, and that was fantastic. It was really delicious. And, and they serve it, you can get it just as a piece of sausage, but they will always serve it in a small Bun. Yeah, a German bun. A German, small German bun, which I went ahead and I ate it because, you know, what we said, we're going to test ourselves a bit. Go ahead, eat a little bit of bread, not too much, and see how it affects your digestive system. Right. And, you know, I'd always heard that from people who've traveled overseas who have celiac disease or who have at least gluten sensitivities or intolerances that they can go to places overseas and actually eat the bread and it, or the pasta or whatever, and it's not a problem for them. And I wanted to test this for myself because, you know, I've had an issue where if I eat gluten, I break out. I had, you know, a fair amount of bread products while we were over there. Um, other than just getting a little tired and a little bloated at one point... <laughs> I didn't, you know, just because it's bread and it's different and I hadn't had it in a while, it put, you know, it's obviously fi- got some fiber in there. Um, I didn't feel any, like I didn't have any breakouts, which I thought was really interesting. Well, I didn't have any, I don't, I don't have a gluten sensitivity that, that I know of, um, but I wanted to test the bread out. But I did notice the longer we were there and kind of you had a little more bread as I went, the more bloated and gassy I got. Well, I think the longer we were there, the more bread we were eating. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we kind of got wore down as the trip went on. We did because we, you know, everywhere you go, they want to bring you bread. They mm-hmm. they it's just like here in the US, they always offer you bread everywhere you go. But there it's like, you know, it was made at the little bakery around the corner or they actually made it in-house and you know, you can see like a lot of the kitchens you can kind of see, especially if you go back to the restroom, you can see what's going on in the kitchen and there's butter and there's, you know, you don't see bottles of vegetable oil or things like that. I could see the ingredients. I could see the baskets of fresh ingredients. And I was really just as so impressed as a culinary background, you know, with the culinary background that I have and going and actually seeing some of this and how beautiful that they kept their their kitchens and their how clean everything was. It was just awesome. So I didn't feel bad about eating some of it because I saw the ingredients and it didn't it didn't scare me. Now, we took care of breakfast. For dinner, we did something a little different. We we stayed pretty much ketovore for most of our dinners. We ate the first night or day we were there, we ate out and then after that, we pretty much shopped at the local grocery store and bought some meat and grilled out 
every night. We did. Um, we were lucky to stay with Steve's daughter, who lives, at, her and her husband are stationed over in Germany. And we were able to cook at their house, and they were happy to have us do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, for us, that was great. It was it was really cool that we could stay ketovore at night and, and just eat eat meat and not have to worry about going out and getting served bread. And plus it was a lot cheaper. It was. Um, we were able to go to the store. We could get ribeyes and um, or sirloins. One night we had a pork steak. It was just, you know, all different kinds of meat that we could get. Um, I did buy some pre-made sauerkraut that they had and some marinated feta cheese. And we ate that pretty much every single night. And it was great because it was it was really easy, really convenient. It was very close to what we would normally eat. Um, and we felt awesome being able to do that. Now, aside from being a big 16-ounce fatty ribeye that we usually eat, their meat was a, a little smaller and not quite as fatty. Right. And luckily, though, everybody had Kerrygold butter. <laughs> right. So, so we just slathered a lot of butter. Uh, on our meat, and the meat was good. It was, I thought it was fine. Oh, it was, it was very tender. Um, you could see that it obviously it said the same thing ours will say here: no hormones, antibiotics. You know, use the Google Translator on that. Some of it was grass fed. We have we found some grass fed. Yeah. Um, some Argentina, some beef from Argentina, things like that. So it was really, really pretty awesome. Uh, but one thing that I did notice when we went to the grocery store in a couple of places. They have a lot more items in glass jars, which I thought was really interesting. Rather than canned, they have a lot of foods, like canned, what would be canned vegetables here, they have them in glass jars. And I just thought, oh, that's super cool. I like that idea better. (laughs) We were joking while we were there because the first day out, we went exploring around and went down to Sarbrook. And and one of the things we did was we went to a big grocery store. Yes. (laughs) Because so we wanted to see what was in it, and we were we were joking like, "Well, what do you do when you go to Germany?" Well, I go to the grocery store, of course, and, just and look, look at the around. Food. <laughs> it was it was fun though because it was interesting to see how they have their items set up, and I wanted to look at the ingredients, but um, unfortunately, we had not downloaded Google Translator yet, and so <laughs> yeah. I was looking at it, and I could pick out words and certain. Uh, ingredient list because there's they're the same in every language but it was it was very interesting yeah it was fun it was really fun going through the grocery store and looking at everything they had and trying to figure out how much it costs compared to back in the U.S. yeah see how what the price difference was and um, one thing that we probably didn't mention was that being keto for so long and being able to burn fat and not be controlled by our hunger and have blood sugar dips. We were able to go for a long period of time in the morning after we got up without needing to eat yet. We would kind of just have a cup of coffee at the house with some cream. I think you used keto cream in yours. Right. One of the things I brought was keto cream because that, that's a, if you haven't heard of it, it's just, it's a fat coffee product from Prove It that I really like. And for traveling, it is a lifesaver because you can get up in the morning have your coffee with your keto cream mixed in, and you're basically set for the whole morning. You're, you're not going to get hungry. No, and we were able to go from, we, like, we were waking up at 6 a.m. Germany time, and then we weren't eating anything until probably about 10, because nothing opens until 9. Like, it's a slow start for the day. Right. The places we were going, we'd always pick out, 
okay, we're going to Saarbrücken or Metz or Luxembourg. We would look ahead and find, all right, here is a really good breakfast coffee place we want to go to because that's a great thing about over there, just sitting down, having a cup of coffee, you're on vacation, just kind of take the whole ambiance in. It was really fun. It was, and and we didn't have to stress about, oh, I'm going to die before I get there because I'm so hungry. Or That was me before. That was that was old Melody mm-hmm. with blood sugar issues and the hangry, the shakiness that would come from the hypoglycemic episodes. I actually heard a couple of German people talking about hangry at one of the restaurants we were at. There was a group of women behind us, and they're and I heard them say "hangry" multiple times. Oh yeah. So they were speaking German though, but when it came to "hangry," apparently that's still that's hangry. doesn't yeah it doesn't translate. But not getting hangry is is really important because then you make intelligent, smart decisions. If you're hangry, you just eat the first thing you come across. I would have been face deep in croissants the whole time if I had been hangry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because they looked beautiful. I will say. In all honesty, I did have one croissant while we were there towards the, the I, I guess it was our last full day there. I finally broke down and thought, well, if it goes bad, at least we're on our way home. <laughs> and I had a croissant and the marmalade that they make, and they serve it with real butter. Um, croissants are made with a ton of butter. I used to make them all the time. So I wanted to test it out, and I did get a little sleepy, but I didn't really have major digestive issues. I was the same as you. By the time we were heading home and uh, we got to our our second leg of our trip coming home, I was feeling a lot a lot of bloating. A lot of bloating towards the end of the trip. I had I had more gas than I'd have in years, and that's kind of weird because you know for years I haven't had any gas, and as a guy, especially when you drink a lot of protein drinks. You're gonna have. Yeah. You're used to having a lot of gas, and I started to get that towards the end of the trip, where I was like, "Oh, I have, I have some bubbly guts." Yeah, the bubble guts is what we like to call it. Um, the one weird thing that I started noticing after eating more carbohydrates, and of course, it was a blood sugar spike. I'm sure. Um, I had. I used to have an issue with some hormonal acne that would come up around my jawline. And I could feel one little bump starting to try to pop out. And I haven't had that since we've been keto. And it was interesting that adding in the carbohydrate was causing an issue with my hormones. And that's what we tell people all the time is that you eat for your hormones. Your hormones are the master of all of this. And when you start eating foods that that mess up your hormones, you'll start having a lot of issues. And for me, one of those is having that hormonal acne that breaks out, like the back breakout or the jawline and neck. And I just thought it was interesting. As soon as we got home, we went back to normal. It never even happened, but I I could feel it. And that, and that's a great point. Everybody always talks about calories and oh, watch your calories while you're traveling. We're more about watching what we're eating and how it affects our hormones because that's what, you know, your your body and your metabolism really are. It's like what you eat, your body's reaction hormonally, that's what your body is. Yeah, you have you have to eat and and know that every bite of food that goes into your body is causing a hormonal response. And those hormonal responses are, you know, causing things like energy energy or fatigue or you know, back breakouts or 
neck breakouts like I have. And also, you know, it, it can just, um, you'll just feel tired and sluggish. And that's not just the blood sugar issue. A lot of times it's a hormonal response that we're having and it's affecting our cortisol, which is then affecting our hormones. It's just a cascade effect. So, so we did go over to France. We went to Metz one day, which oh. was really... Really cool. That was so beautiful. Saw a really awesome uh, old Gothic church that was amazing. Yeah, the Metz Cathedral. And um, if you look maybe at our Instagram, I think I might have put some pictures up of our trip. But one of the things we did in Metz while we were there was somebody got some chocolate cake. Well, I'm not going to lie. I did. I was, like I said, you guys, you know, I was a chef and a baker and we were in France. What do you do when you're in France? You eat a French dessert because... we went to a really, really cool coffee shop. Here's what I did. Everywhere we were going, I looked up and found the number one coffee spot in that town and it never disappointed I used TripAdvisor. We are not affiliated with them, but I did use that. Red Reviews made sure they were legit. And Fox Coffee in Metz, France, was legit. Now we went there. It was around. It was around lunchtime, so we'd already stopped. I think at another place and had breakfast. And yeah. we were looking for something lunchy, and all they had was sandwiches. They did. They had sandwiches on beautiful baguettes, and um, they're pretty famous for the baguettes. Yep. So I had a huge baguette, like ham sandwich, and we were sitting there enjoying the uh, the atmosphere because it was really cool. And then Melody gets up and comes back with this beautiful slice of chocolate cake. Yeah, it was a it was a chocolate gâteau, and it has a little bit less um, flour in it. So I wasn't. I, I really wanted to test it. I wasn't trying to treat myself or anything like that. I looked at it as like, I'm in France. This is an opportunity I might not get again. Um, I can see their kitchen. I see what they're using back there. And I just want to try this and see how my body responds because I, and I really tested it this day because I had a bagel sandwich uh, with salmon and cream cheese. And then I had this, we all three shared this. Guitar. Yeah, there were, there were three of us that ate the small piece of cake. So we probably all had about three bites a piece. And we didn't eat the whole thing. But and I, what I did notice is how sweet that it was. It did taste very sweet. Since we don't have a whole lot of that often, just that few pieces of cake was almost too much sweetness. It was, when people say, oh, it's just too rich. I used to be like, that's stupid. <laughs> it can never be too rich. But now, you know, for me, the, it was the sweetness of it that was a little overpowering. I, and I didn't really I didn't really feel too bad after. I, I will say every day I got a little tired in the afternoon, but I guess I'll equate it with the food. It could be the time difference. It's hard to differentiate between what is jet lag and, you know, what is post-meal postprandial, you know, glucose yeah. spikes. So I just went with it's the it's the jet lag. <laughs> it's the jet lag. It was a great test though. I, and I've we've done the keto diet and for over 3 years now and we've done a more ketovore style diet where we've taken out all plant material except for avocados for the most part for a very long time now um, since January. Mhm. And this trip, I added in some fermented food, so some sauerkraut, a bit more cheese, 
did have some cheddar that seemed to cause more problems than anything else that I had the whole trip. I started itching with the cheddar. So I do know cheddar is an issue for me. Um, had other cheeses with no problem, but we really were able to test our body and see how it responded to this glucose impact and see if our insulin resistance is any better. Right. Cause that's the, that's the whole purpose of eating the diet is to heal your gut, to heal yourself. So you can actually enjoy, you know, a certain amount, certain foods that you used to have, just not like before when you, we probably enjoy them in, a, in an abundance. Right. And, and the big thing about all of this is that when we're looking at, when you're going to travel, stressing out about what you're going to eat and how you're going to stay on your, your plan is really difficult to do. You know, it, it can cause you more harm than good rather than just saying, I'm just going to go with this. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to take one day at a time. Enjoy my trip. Yeah. So the point is to not stress about the trip. You're going on a vacation. Enjoy yourself, but don't over enjoy yourself. If you're going to have something that in the past caused you some issues, don't overindulge in it. Have a little. Have a little. And the great thing about the keto diet is you have that mental awareness of how your body feels when you eat things. You're more in tune with your body and you know that when you eat something, you can have a bite and stop. That's one of the biggest things is being able to eat a little bit and stop. Right. You're in control of your hunger. You're in control of your body where most people feel out of control. They feel hungry all the time. They can't control their cravings. And that's what ketovore keto does for you. You can control your cravings. Yeah, you absolutely can. And, you know, this was a big test on healing leaky gut for me. And I think it was a win. Yeah, I, I think it was a win as well. The, my only side effect was I had the mouth ulcer from, I believe it was the sugar on the way over. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, probably my... Um, your immune system from travel, and then a little bit of bloating and gas. And and if that's all that I have to deal with, now the mouth, mouth ulcer, for anybody that has had them, they're extremely painful. But as soon as I felt it, I went, I, I brought ketones as well. So I drank a lot of ketones, a lot of olive oil, birch beeswax. That killed it in about four days. Yeah. So having the coconut oil, the ketones, and, you know, some lip stuff to put on there, like you said, the beeswax, it, it, it all worked out. We just came back home. We went back to normal. And now we're, you know, having our bacon and eggs today mm-hmm. and our fat coffee and going back to our ketovore ways. The, uh, the last observation I, I have is I lost about four pounds while I was there. Now, Oh, yeah, I lost weight too. <laughs> yeah, so I, we didn't work out. We probably didn't, I think maybe we ate about the same amount it seemed like, but we walked a lot. We did walk a lot. We walked everywhere. We walked for miles. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you look at the whole trip, we enjoyed ourselves. We ate a little bit of things we don't normally eat. Uh, they didn't affect us negatively, and we lost weight. So it was great. Yeah, it was a great experiment. It was a great trip, and I would say that I know now that if I get stuck in a situation where I might be overseas and presented with a croissant, I could have it and not die. (laughs) So I'm not going to say the same for croissants here because I don't know. The only thing we didn't test was alcohol. We didn't even go there. No, I I know I can't do alcohol. I'm fine with that. I just am. I've never been an alcohol 
consumer. I just can't. A it, couple times I, I thought about having a certain German beer, but again, I was there on vacation. I wanted to enjoy myself and I didn't want to, I didn't want to test it there because if I had beer and I really didn't feel well, I didn't want to ruin the whole vacation. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to go and walk the million miles up to the Heidelberg Castle. Yeah, now would one beer give me an issue? I don't think it would, but I really I didn't need it. Yeah, I didn't need it either. I decided to just stick with the legal addictive stimulants of caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, did, we did enjoy our coffee. We did enjoy a little bit of the German... Fair, the the pastries, the typical European style breakfast in the morning, and we we did just fine. Yep. Well, that's it. I think that wraps up our our European vacation and how we attempted to stay cutivore and kind of failed, but yeah. we actually succeeded. We did. We we came back. We we were able to get right back on track. Mm-hmm. It it was really easy. There, I, that's the big thing. I didn't go through any kind of carb flu. Coming back from eating a little bit. No, not at all. None. So becoming metabolically flexible is a win in my book. Yes, absolutely. And next week, you'll have to join us again because we are going to be having Dr. Ken Berry as our special guest for next week's podcast. It's going to be a great show. I'm really excited about it. Two Texans and a Tennessee and what can go wrong? All right, well, until next time, go eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tasco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to thetkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.